Hey guys, welcome back. This is CourtsAheatCourtsAheat.com, and today I'm your host, Josh Yanangst, and we are back with another podcast episode, but a very special podcast episode, because not only is today January 3rd, but it is the new year, 2022. I have no idea where the time went, 2021. Um, Many podcast episodes Many positive things for Courtside Heat and for myself. It has just been a crazy, crazy journey. It's been a crazy, crazy time through the through all the different things that have happened in the NBA, for all the different champions, to seeing the Suns rise, to seeing dominance on display by younger players, by older players, just seeing all the various records broken. For all the crossovers Cortez have, through the crazy stories that came out, um, just of all the interviews I've been in, to all the uh, breaking news stories I've been able to cover, like the Robert Sarr story, getting info from um, Insider on that, and all these different crazy things, from watching almost every single Phoenix Suns game, Watching the primetime games that you guys are enjoying and just having a fun time on the podcast. It's been a really, really cool time. I could go on forever and ever just trying to describe to sum up what happened in 2021. But the truth be told is so much happened. So much has been recorded in this podcast as an entire thing. Just as this is whole form, right guys? But it's, it's exciting. We're kicking this off uh, January 3rd, the first podcast episode since the break, the first podcast episode of the new year. I'm excited for all the crazy stuff that happened in the league, to all the cool stuff, to all the heartbreaking stuff, and wherever you fall on that spectrum as a fan or even as a fellow journalist, who knows? It's pretty exciting, and I am excited. First off, guys, if you've not, social media has grown a lot for Courtside Heat. It truly has. That is understatement to say it hasn't. Or, I'm sorry, it's it's not, it would be false to say it hasn't. It would be an understatement to say it's just grown. We have grown massively, and we have just, the significance on that is just absolutely incredible. So, what are the finals on social media? As always, guys, would be through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and even Gatter. And you can find us on Twitter.com slash CourtsideHeat, Instagram.com slash CourtsideHeatNBA, Tumblr.com slash CourtsideHeat, Gatter.com slash CourtsideHeat, and then Facebook.com slash CourtsideHeat. I believe that's all the major ones that we're on. And of course, always join us on our exclusive membership. Link down below. Get your first three days free, and afterwards, three dollars per month. Um, if you guys missed all the stuff I was putting out on social media, mainly Twitter about the New Year, New Year's Eve, I part I I stayed up the entire night. Uh, New Year's Eve, so I had all these scheduled tweets. I didn't wake up to 2.30 in the afternoon, but I had all these scheduled tweets, um, 
and they were about to shop, and they were about all these different promo codes and cool items to get for yourself, um, your family, someone you have a relationship with, or whatever the case may be. I'm going to go over one of the codes that are really popular right now, but I, like, every single hour, from, like, 9 to 5, 9 to 6, somewhere around there, I was just pulling out promo codes, deals of a lifetime, um, things to get, like, in, like, um, Armor Armour Car Shop, too, like, UFC DVDs, Jason Tatum, PSA 9 cards, Wheaties Box featuring Michael Jordan, Bama Bio cards, and just so many more crazy, crazy things. I pretty much listed them all. Say Cunningham cards. This is all I got my card store. Just go to quartzheat.store. And then if you want to go to our main store, just go to quartzheat.com slash store. But the point of me saying that is so many guys took advantage of that. So many guys got really good deals. And the one that was most popular on quartzheat.com slash store was that was code NBA 2022, uh, NBA is capitalized. And that is, uh, for NBA 2022, that's the code. You will be getting 25% off when you use code NBA 2022 when you spend $35 and more on the courtside heat store. My goodness, guys, this is amazing. Not only are we giving free shipping out on $35 and over orders that is saved people tons of money, but now people are using this code, which helps so much in the grand scheme of things. Because you know, when you're on there and it's like, whoa, after tax, after shipping, if you don't get the free, op free shipping option, um, it's going to come to a lot. Trust me, I hate the party with money. I just bought the uh, UFC 4 game yesterday. I'm going to pick it up today. Um, it's a play off my Xbox. Trust me, I, I hate the parting with money. I, I really value money because it's money and there's a lot of value in money, right? Because I, I always hate the part. I love making money. I hate having money leave my bank account. I hate when that happens. So, for me... When I see people using all these promo codes, like, yeah, they get it. They want all this cool stuff, but now they get to save a little more money. That's always where I'm at. I love, I love, like, I used to own GameStop. I saved a little money. That's perfect. It softens the blow. I love the product. I hate spending the money. But now I'm able to soften the blow. And that may have just been a very painful story I gave, but you guys should have to deal with it. Uh, new year, new bad jokes and metaphors and everything like that also guys if you're feeling ambitious for the new years um this is all capitalized use code new years 2022 to get 50% off when you spend $120 on our store again that's courtseed.com slash store um that's all capitalized if you're ambitious like hey if you want a few PSA cards a few autographs and you're willing to spend the dough, hey, I'm not going to stop you. Knock yourself out. Have a fun time. As we're always here to kick off the New Year's right at courtsofheat.com as New Year's 2022 is here. So why not get 50% off? Hey, if you spent 120 
50% off. There's only $60. Free shipping's there. So it's saving you about like five to seven bucks, give or take, right? And then tax. The government's got to make its money somehow, so just tax us, <laughs> right? But yeah, remember, guys, use those codes. Use those promo codes. It'll be down in the links below just so you guys can see it visually. But if you guys want to, I would highly suggest it because, again, if you want this year's draft class or, I guess, last year's draft class, we have rookie cards coming out everywhere like Evan Mobley, uh, say Cunningham, Jalen, uh, Jalen Green, um, the other Jalen who I forgot his last name, Scotty Barnes. Like, I got all these guys. Kuminga. I got these guys. Go ahead. I got, they're rated rookies. They're tops. They're Panini. They're Dunruss. They're NBA hoops. We got them all. We got autographs. Um, Beck is certified. We have P PSA 9 cards. PSA cards in general, like Jays and 10, who's skyrocketing in the league right now. Action figures, like starting lineup, Kenner, uh, like McFarlane. We got Kobe Bryant's on there. We got Michael Jordan's on there. We got LeBron James on there. Scottie Pippen's on there. Old-time Bulls, new-time Bulls, old-time Spurs, new-time Spurs. Bad Boy Piston cards, like Isaiah Thomas. The original uh, Isaiah Thomas. We got the new stuff, the old stuff, and everything in between. So do not miss it. We just sold a Luka Doncic rookie card. Or so around that time. So it is really cool. We have so many good, good cards. So again, go to courtsheat.com slash store or courtsideheat.store. Do not miss it. You will not be disappointed. And now, ladies and gentlemen, from across the world, let's get let's kick right into the new year with a bang by giving the game today. The recap edition. My Phoenix Suns, new year, new possession. And it's actually ramped up. So you know what? It's going to be new year, same obsession, But it's ramped up times 100,000 infinity. I have no idea if that's a real saying, but we're rolling with it, right? So last night, I did not personally watch the game. I was watching football. And I think... And thank goodness I did not watch this game because it was an absolute blowout. Sure, I had endured the Celtics game as I was giving a live updates, giving game coverage of it on Twitter.com slash Heat. Do not miss that. I'm normally posting everything about the Phoenix Suns. But I'm happy I did not watch this game. Well, I'm kind of sad so I like seeing the Phoenix Suns lose. I mean, when, but then the way that they did it was truly dominating. They won by 34 points, more than Lomelo, Ishmith, and Miles Bridges combined. Yeah, because what was the 30? No, I'm sorry. Take Lomelo Ball, Ishmith. Rivet Kelly Uber Jr. and Miles Bridges. Anyways. The Suns dominated. They started the new year right. Sure, they lost uh, to the Celtics at 11 o'clock in the morning Arizona time. And for Boston, it was 1 o'clock. I get it. 
It was a heartbreaking loss, a loss that shouldn't have been, especially when you're trying to close out 2021. But to kick off 2022, you're now 28-8 Suns. Kick the crud out of the now 19-18 Hornets. 133-99. When I say they kick the ever-living stuffing out of that team, they did. Uh, your top contributors of the night for Phoenix was Devin Booker at 24 points, then Jalen Smith at 19 points and 12 rebounds in 24 minutes, making the most of his given opportunities due to the COVID health and safety protocols and just madness and injuries in general. But of course, we didn't have Shaman popping off for 17 with Payne for 14. Bismarck Biombo, who we signed to a 10-day contract, was going off for 11 points and 6 rebounds. But the most outstanding of them all in 26 minutes, Chris Paul CP3, 16 points without fail. And let me correct myself, 16 assists. As the last time he got double-digit assists was back back on December 27th against Memphis against the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow. Want to know something crazy too? When he had double-digit assists, which was 13 on December 27th, he also had six rebounds. Now, five days later, he's given that or six, whatever, how many days later? He also has six rebounds for double digit assists. That's not that's actually pretty funny. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Um like epic dominance on display. Here are the top moments from that game. I'll catch you guys back in a few minutes as this was pure dominance. Like these hollows cannot give due justice or just show the magnitude or the significance of how badly. They got whipped, uh, but I love every second of it. Here, take a look at the, take a listen to these few uh, clips. What I say, guys? Even though you cannot visually see it, hopefully it was recreating in your mind, popping up in your mind, because that wasn't just a whooping. That was an embarrassment. That was saying what we did on Friday came back as a hatred game. As a revenge game. And now they're going to be taking on Willie Green's Pelicans come uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, at 6 p.m. So do not miss that. But that's not the game I'm going to choose for the Game of the Day Watch Out Edition. No, not yet. But yeah, guys, that was the Game of the Day Recap Edition. As the Suns, my Phoenix Suns, Valley Proud, beat the Hornets to oblivion. My googly moogly. Like, there is like no words to express that. But hey, why do words need to express that when you can just use the promo code NBA2022 to save yourself 25% when you're buying all the Chris Paul cards, Mikel Bridges cards, Devin Booker cards, and even all the rookie DeAndre Ann cards? Get them now. 
Show your appreciation for the Phoenix Suns and show your true diehard Phoenix self. Or if you're a newcomer, join the fun. You'll never want to leave. Or you'll never see another moment like that. Now, guys, it's time to get to the next segment of the podcast, which is the recapping the news of the weekend. We do this every Monday now. Um, since we're coming off a weekend of no podcast because of New Year's, so we decided not to do a podcast this Saturday. I know it stinks. You guys would love to listen to me while you were trying to survive the night or just survive out of the day. Trust me, stuff. But you guys would have loved to hear my pretty voice. Anyways, still have that on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all of those places to hear past podcast episodes. And if you're a fan in tune, if you're a fan of tuning like I, go listen there too. They got pretty good stations. Um, so I listen to Arizona Sports uh, 98.7 because they won't work on the website. But that's all right. Maybe it's just a me issue. Anyways. Recapping the news of the weekend is Philadelphia and the corrupt ways of Ben Simmons. You guys know how I feel about Ben Simmons. Well, it's a new year, new me, and I'm not going to crush the realities of how hopeless and idiotic Ben Simmons really is. Trust me, many people will say that. Many people will. I'm one of those people in line if everyone in Philadelphia and around the world. But, uh, Ben Simmons, I came around this interesting fact uh, last night heading into today's podcast, right? And it was this, that Ben Simmons has more than or right about $10 million in fines from the Philadelphia 76ers this season. Bro, I get it. You live in the big bucks. I get it. You got LA Holmes and you're partying uh, with your agent, going to all these extreme birthday parties, uh, all these bashes, just doing crazy stuff, right? You got the money. You got the house. You got the cars. I think you're engaged to someone. I don't know. I don't keep up with that stuff. But life's good for you. But still, I don't care who you are. Being fined or losing $10 million is a lot. Now, as you guys probably noticed, I have not sniffed $10 million, nor have I sniffed a million. That's a lot of money. But let's be honest, Jeff Bezos pretty much makes that every hour. I'm not even kidding. Like, he's probably making that every single day. I'll have to check on that. But, guys, let's face it, $10 million is a lot. It just is. Like, what were you, what were you going to do? Like, if you were someone that was given $10 million, what would you do with it? But what would you do with it? Would you save it? Would you invest it? Would you go spend some of it? Like, it's $10 million. You're set for life. And 10 times over. Like, let's just say there were 10 copies of you, and you are each given a million dollars. You're set for life, and you know how to uh, use that money the proper way. And not go spend it recklessly. Like many NBA players in in recent history, and just the entire NBA in general, even sports in general. I, I can't remember the player who is a top prospect who's supposed to be guaranteed all of his million dollars. This was many years ago in the NBA draft. 
He went out and bought out an $800,000 SUV that had like five TVs, all of his high-tech stuff, and he didn't even get the million dollars. He fell. He got like he got like a million dollars. He blew up that money. Like that's just something crazy. His agent messed up. They messed up big time. But you guys get where I'm coming from. Ben Simmons losing ten million dollars, which was the fear which I was talking about so many podcast episodes go back in twenty twenty one before the new year, right? To me that's just crazy. That was always gonna be a possibility. And he's alright with that. What kind of insane lunatic are you? The pass of ten million. I would just show up and just shut up for ten million. Like even if I was being lectured about not showing up being a good teammate, which I don't think Philly would ever do. Okay, take out Philly's fans, but the Philadelphia organization itself, I don't think they would do that. I would be I would do anything for ten million. Truly. Well within reason. It has to be a reason. It can't be this outlandish. It can't be this ridiculous, stupid. But it just can't be this stupid thing. It can't be this idiotic thing I have to do, right? I'm not going to pull an idiot move here. I ain't doing that. But $10 million. A lot of money. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. You could be living on tons of money. $10 million is a lot of money. Especially to the average American. Like, um, I live in Arizona. I live in a very cozy place in Arizona. I don't see I don't see many millionaires walking up and down my streets. Or when I go to Gilbert, Chandler. Heck, I don't see it anywhere. I don't see someone just randomly being a millionaire and saying, Oh no, I'm gonna pass up that kind of money. Or just in general. Like I like for the average American, I don't seem to have a million dollars. So for this guy to be passing up ten million just right now, before if he does get traded, I'm insane. That would be insane. I'm just trying to process how I'm talking to you guys because I'm like, this is insane. You gave up on ten million. Now, trust me, he's not like the average American. He's made some good money for himself. He's conned his way into getting some good money. So now he's cashing in on it. And it's coming out of price. But I guess that's all part of doing business. He decided to make a business move. And it's it's, um, it's kicking his butt. It truly, truly is. But hey, on the bright side for Ben Simmons, he could be getting his wish. Getting out of Philadelphia and getting out of that 76ers organization who hand him everything. Because that's smart. But yeah. Expect Ben Simmons to be traded at the trade deadline. As Philly doesn't want to waste another prime year of Embiid. Which is smart. If you know a guy only has so many prime years years left. And by the way, he's always getting injured. It may be very, very short-lived of a prime career, right? You gotta, you gotta cash in. You gotta go bang for your buck. And that means if a guy doesn't want to play for you, you gotta get up. December 15th was when everyone was open. More available to Darren Morey, GM of the Philadelphia 76ers. If I'm good old Darren Morey, trade him. What are you waiting for? Is draft picks not enough? Was Shea Gillis Alexander not enough? 
Like, my goodness. You just trade him for good talent. I would. Heck, I would trade anyone for that. But it's time to get rid of Ben Simmons. And I think they're finally coming to their senses on that. That they're not going to be getting like 29,000 draft picks. And two really good franchise players. Because of this guy. That is supposedly good at what he does. I don't, I don't know. He seems like a good defense player. But that's all he is. He just needs the right team. To me, guys, I, I don't care where he goes. I'm just hoping he gets out of Philly because that story has died off quicker than any story. It's very true. But I don't think anybody cares. I think people are just worrying about what's ahead and just... Because imagine all the other stuff. Like No one cares about Simmons that much because of everything else that's going on. That's just a fact. But sometimes... You, you make stupid decisions, you make right decisions, you say smart things, you say stupid things. Jazz's head coach, Quinn Snyder, I actually believe he's an idiot. Someone give that man an IQ test. Because he actually believes, and no disrespect to Draymond Green, because I, I like Draymond Green. But he believes Draymond Green deserves more MVP consideration than Stephen Curry. He wants Draymond Green to have more MVP consideration and not Stephen Curry. Like, there should be no MVP conversation about Curry, but about Green. Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking at Draymond Green's stats. I don't think even Draymond would um, agree with that. The dude's averaging 8 points, 8 rebounds, it's on half assists. Trust me, that's amazing for what he does in this tournament. He's a great defense player. His role on that team is amazing. I, I, I would never, I would want to have both Patrick Beverly and Draymond Green on my team because they're two veteran defensive players that get the game and capitalize on it, capitalize on it day in and day out, game in and game out. But Quinn Snyder, you're an idiot. You just are. Like, who says that? Stephen Curry has been setting records, breaking the walls down in free points. Like, he's better than Ray Allen uh, when it comes to the record books. Because of free point shooting. Uh, it was something like, even if Stephen Curry missed his, like... It was crazy. I, I can't remember the exact side, but that's not important. But well, I'm actually gonna look up Stephen Curry's um uh stats for this year. Cause maybe I'm just an idiot. Maybe I'm missing something. That could be very well it. Okay, here we go. He's averaging twenty seven and a half points per game, five rebounds, and six assists off of forty three percent. Sure, buddy. Draymond should get more consideration. But we're saying that Curry does not deserve any MVP consideration. You are a walking idiot. You just are. Like, is he bitter because of all the times that Curry's beaten them? Is it bitter because he has better life than than Snyder? Is that, is that, is that why he's upset? Because 
he can't have all the luxuries, like all the fame as Curry and the Warriors. Like, that's really stupid to say. It's also like saying Russell Westbrook is one of the greatest players of all time. Like he was never meant to be in that top seventy-five. It's just Carl Reese and you buy some people being idiots. You can't fix stupid people, and Quinn Snyder's one of those examples that you can't fix stupid. Maybe I'm an idiot here. Maybe Draymond Green deserves MVP consideration and not Stephen Curry. Maybe, maybe Steph's not worthy. Maybe maybe the Jazz's head coach has a point here. Yeah, yes, I think that's it. I, I think even um, Draymond Green will um, acknowledge that and say that Snyder's right. Like, this this guy's insane. Like, I, I'm just reading. Like, here's some things. The, here's the front runners of this MVP race. Kevin Durant. Stephen Curry. Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Look. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hello, I'm saying his last name right. I can never do that. DeMar DeRozan. Joan B. And Nikhil Jokic. Kevin Durant. Stephen Curry. Yes. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Maybe. Embiid. Maybe. Jokic. Maybe. Rosen. Interesting. I get it that he, I get that Quinn Snyder believes Draymond Green belongs in MVP conversation for the way he impacts the game. But wouldn't Curry do more? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Green is one of the most valuable players in this league. He is. Defensively, he is. He makes a great impact, but his numbers don't match up to the guys that are, that are really good contenders, that are true, 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 true contenders for this award, for the MP, MVP award. That is just a fact. Draymond Green is great defensively, not Stephen Curry. I'll give you that. Draymond Green packs the game in different ways, but just because... Stephen Curry has transformed the game, and he continues to this 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 to this day. Draymond has it. Both are impactful players in in impact in different impactful areas, in different perspectives, and in different ways that they can win games for Golden State. But to say he's gonna have that he should be better than Stephen Curry when it comes to MVP consideration. Not only is Snyder embarrassing himself, but he's just a complete fool. That's an idiot. Plus, here's the thing. He's not a scorer. Green's not a scorer. His, his offensive impact is lower than Curry's. It's lower than Jokic's. Lower than Amar DeRozan's. Who people... Didn't even want to acknowledge. He said that was the worst move made. Yeah, now everyone can bite him because he's doing much better. He's coming off a game winner. Yes, everyone can bite him twice. I'm just saying. Quinn Snyder's an idiot. 
I'm sorry if I'm being harsh. I'm sorry if I'm breaking the hearts of many that care for this man. But I'm not going to let a 55-year-old act like an idiot. Or Plus, Draymond Green is having an okay season. He's 31 games in. He has he's been averaging one and a half he has been averaging one point four assists less than uh than he was last season for Golden State. He's not doing much better on the rebounds. He's only averaging point eight better. Like to me, he's having an off year. Curry's having a better year. That is just a fact. That's just a fact. We're only 33, we're only, he's only played 33 games. Curry's only played 33 games. I'm just saying, guys. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe, maybe Curry's not the real deal. Maybe he doesn't deserve that. Maybe we should just give it more consideration to Draymond Green. I'll have to listen to the tape, but I don't want to be dumbed down. I don't want to have to have my IQ bashed because I listen to an idiot. I'm sorry. I just don't agree with him. Maybe I'm using too harsh of a tone. Maybe I'm using too harsh of a word. I keep calling him an idiot, but he's a fool. He just is. Why does a head coach who's been coaching the Jazz since 2014, since 2014, Who's seen Curry demolish teams single-handedly? Be a part of the the Splash Bros 2.0 with Clay Thompson. Make turn around the Warriors. Now say out of ignorance and stupidity, he's now worth MVP consideration as much as Draymond Green should. That's a loser type of thing to say. It just is. And I'm sorry. If I'm, I'm I'm sorry if I'm hurting the Utah Jazz fans out there. But when your coach is is talking like an idiot, someone's got to correct this man. I get it. He's running a wave of being twenty six and ten. But the Warriors have a better record. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do something real quick. Quinn Snyder. Give me a minute. I'm gonna look up his accomplishments. Maybe he's done something I'm I don't know. You've done nothing. You've done nothing since June 6th of 2014 of being hired as a head coach by the Utah Jazz. First season, 30 and 44. Second season, 40 and 42. Third season, 51 31. Have you ever been to the playoffs? Pretty. Never won a championship. Oh goody! His awards were being uh, coach of the month, coach of the month, coach of the month. That means less than nothing. This dude. Your reason why he's still around in the NBA is because the team he was given. He was given a team with Donovan Mitchell and, and Rudy Gobert. He was given a team of great pieces. This dude hasn't done anything special. 
He just hasn't. He hasn't taken him to the next level. But don't worry, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert will get you out of that. Crazy. But he believes Draymond Green should get more MVP consideration than Steph Curry. I just can't fathom that. Maybe I read it wrong. I'm not. No. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go read it again. I'm gonna go read it again. No, no, because like, that is like really stupid. Here we go. And this was by Clutch Points. Jazz coach Quinn Snyder believes Draymond Green, not Stephen Curry, deserves MVP consideration. Well, we know who we know who's saying this. This is an idiot talking who's done nothing in his entire Utah Jazz coaching career. Who's been carried by the likes of Gobert and Mitchell. This, this dude is so crazy. He's a, he's, he's, he's like, who says that? If fine, if I want to sound like an idiot being recorded, um, that's one way of doing it. That's sad. That's sad. Maybe I got it wrong. Maybe Quinn Snyder knows something that I don't. What an idiot. Like, just what an idiot. <laughs> like, I'm sorry for keep calling the man an idiot. But this dude thinks Draymond should be over Stephen Curry in MVP consideration. This dude's got a few screws loose. It's nuts. My goodness. Golly gosh. Well, at least we have a few men in the NBA that aren't idiots like Quinn Snyder. And hey, the Cleveland Cavaliers aren't idiots. They may be having misfortune and bad luck sprung upon them. Like it's going to happen. But hey, they're not a bunch of tools walking around making stupid claims and trying to be relevant when they're really not. Or when he's really not and he's just living off the team's glory. But for the Cavs... And this was over the weekend, and I know I posted about this on courtsheat.com. You can see the article there, live and ready. It's been there for a few days, but it's Rajon Rondo. And on LeBron James' birthday, 70, his 37th birthday, which happy belated the birthday to him, um, Rajon Rondo was traded, and Lee GM was out of full force trading away the guy for Denzel Valentine. So here was it. Rajon Rondo was straight traded to the Cavaliers for Denzel Valentine. However, the Lakers will waive Valentine to create an empty roster spot because that's what they wanted. They just trying to get rid of, of Rondo and they get that spot. Plus, they were trying to get new players and all those different things, trying to clear up a few things so they can keep having a disastrous Choke show season. But all jerk aside, guys, all criticizing aside, that is a huge move for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, no joke, for real. Y'all do not know how, why did I just say y'all? 
There we go. I want to. I wanted to break it having me saying y'all look me go. I can't say you all because I'm too lazy to say that. So I'm just gonna start saying guys. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, guys. Um, Denzel Valentine. He's gonna be waived. We already knew that. But Rajon Rondo is gonna be great. No more Ricky Rubio torn ACL in his left knee. And then no Colin Sexton uh, repairing a torn meniscus in his knee. Wow, knees and the Cleveland knees are just going down. Like, what sand? Wow, that's shocking. And then with all the guys in the COVID protocols coming in and out, and Evan Mobley, old age Kevin Love, all these different guys, and they had to make a move. There's Garland was coming in and out of COVID, right? But now you have Rajon Rondo, uh, and now you have something seriously to consider as this is perfect for uh, for the uh, Cavaliers. Why? Because now it's like, hey, you get a great veteran player, a great veteran guard that can teach Rajar, uh, that teach Darius Garland a lot of good stuff, keep him in the know, keep him growing. And you can help this team with the role you begin, a better role, a bigger role with this team that's wanting to see huge things out of you. And I don't blame them that we're excited to leave. I want to blame anyone that has to deal with Russell Westbrook um, ego and everything that's falling apart around there. That's why Malik Monk wanted out. But guys, all seriousness, this was a huge move. Like a huge move for Rondo and the Cavs. Because now the Cavaliers could be like, okay, so we lost a piece, but we gained a piece through trade, and we gave up a bomb. That's not bad. For a good veteran, I like that. So saw a move, guys. Go read it on courtsheat.com, or just go to twitter.com to see the article there, too. And finally, guys, to wrap up this part of this uh, the segment of this part of the podcast, recap the news of the weekend. We have Joe, Joe, Joe Johnson. ISO Joe, they call him, on the streets of Boston, on the streets of the league. We have Joe Johnson, who originally started his career with Boston. Fun fact, started his career with the Celtics. Well, Boston decided that he will not, they're not going to give him another 10-day contract as he is now a free agent. So what does this mean for Joe Johnson? He's trying to make a league comeback. Maybe another team will be desperate to get him. As he's a free agent that was announced yesterday, right? Former 10th overall pick back 2010. I'm sorry, 2001. Um, he hasn't played in the NBA since 2017. He played in one game. Two minutes, two points, 100% from the field. I say sign to a Supermax contract. I don't know about you guys, but he balled out before Christmas. But yeah, guys. Wow, that was a squeak. I'm sorry if you guys heard that. That was obnoxious. But, look, this is going to be interesting. Joe Johnson was once the man for Atlanta. Then he was the man for Brooklyn. Then his career just dwindled down. His age caught up to him. But we'll see what ISO Joe can do. Is that, is that his real nickname? 
Is that his real nickname? Please, do not tell me. I saw people. Okay. Joe Cool, Big Shot Joe, Armadillo Cowboy, and Iso Joe. All of the nicknames of the Joe Marcus Johnson or for his Twitter handle, the Joe Johnson 7. Sweet. Seven time All Star. Yeah. So, not bad, not bad, not bad. Um. I don't know what else to say. Iso Joe. Big Shot Joe, Armadillo Cowboy, I have no idea what that means, but Iso Joe, Big Shot Joe, um, Cup of Joe, <laughs> um, you're a free agent now, hopefully getting our 10-day contract as all this COVID craziness, the protocol craziness does not seem to be stopping, but good news for the guys who are trying to still make a career out of whatever's left in their career, trying to make a new home, but that's in the G League. Whether that's in a D League, whether that's in overseas, maybe they could get pick up a career in the NBA, a short 10 day contract. But guys, that was the recapping the news of the weekend segment for the podcast. Now, guys, drum roll, please. I was trying to make a drum roll sound through my mouth, it didn't go well. I would do drum roll on my legs, but I don't think anybody would hear it. Plus, I got the microphone so close to my mouth, I can't be, I'm not surprised you guys haven't hear, heard me breathing yet. But the topic of the day is this. It's really a question. Is Andrew Wiggins all-star worthy? People like Stephen Curry, who has common sense, unlike Quinn Snyder, um, believes Andrew Wiggins is, in, is all-star worthy. He believes he should be selected for All-Star. I I would take him as a bold All-Star all case. All case. Like, I, that's a full support for Andrew Wiggins. For All-Star bid? Yeah. I, I would do it. This is this is what uh Steph said on on this past Saturday. Wiggs has been so consistent all year with the way he's playing on both ends of the floor. Don't want to get too ahead of, of myself, but number twenty two should be in Cleveland this year. The way he's hooping, I don't blame Curry. I don't blame Curry at all because I believe Wiggins should be there. I believe he should because. He's just, he's just been locked in. Because here's the thing. Taken from Saturday's perspective, his offensively, he finished with 25 points. 4-6 from behind the arc. But then on the other side, then on the other end of the floor, Wiggins' lockdown defense helped limit Donovan Mitchell to 4-19 shooting from the field. This is what Kerr had to say ahead of Saturday's game. He's one of the best two-way players in the league. So far, the six-foot-seven wing is averaging 18.8 points, 4.6 rebounds, and shooting 42.5% from three-point range in his first season with Golden State. Many people weren't high when they traded D'Lo for Wiggins, but Andrew Wiggins balling out. 
is already 31 games played this season. He's averaging 48% from the field, 19 points, 4.5 rebounds, and close enough to 2 assists, 1.8 assists per game. He's doing much better shooting-wise. Uh, he's doing a percent better from the field than last season. He's shooting 3% better than the beginning of his career with Golden State. And he's doing this while averaging two less minutes um, this season than this past two seasons. Uh, guys, I consider him all-star worthy. I consider the man all-star worthy. Because you see the uh, the support, you see the support by the Warriors, by Steve Kerr, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, and of course the uh, the great Stephen Curry. I I I would I would really 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 see him being an All Star because he is a two way force. For the Golden State Warriors. He just is. He's now. He's now rising above the skepticism. Of when he signed that 5 year $147.7 million contract. With the Timberwolves. And now he's like. Okay. This is nice. He's burning D'Lo. Like this is nice. I, I don't blame him. Because you yeah, remember. Wiggins once was a player that settled for too many mid-range jumpers. That was contested. That was coming in too many isolated situations. Where he just was taking himself, getting into bad situations, and trying to get himself, get out of situations himself, and just taking really, really bad shots, and not being, just not being good. But then he changed himself. He changed the way he shot the ball. You could tell by the way he was shooting a free point. He quickly adapted to the new way of the league. He cut down on the way he shot the ball, which was one of the killers. He kept shooting himself in the foot when he kept taking long twos. He decided to make his game more versatile. Decided to make his game more edgy, more sleek, more, um, like more life shock, more shell shocking, if, if you want to say, like more spectacular. It's like, oh, he's doing good now. Because now he's shooting 67% of his jump shots are freeze. 67% of his shots are freeze. And he's having great success there. Plus, he's getting he's getting rewarded by getting clean looks to the basket. He's burying them at a high at a certain high rate because Wiggins never had a year in which he shot better than thirty percent from the beyond the arc. He's doing very very well. This is a luxury for the Warriors, and he's cashing in. He's like that luck drive you took a chance on. Now it's cashing in. This is one of his best years ever. This is his best season shooting-wise from the field. He's just readapting his game and enhancing it. And with the right coaching, it helps. It really, really does. This is why in his first season of Golden State, this is the best season. 
He's being a great impact player. He really is. He's just shooting better. He's being more consistent. He's being more of a dynamic two-way player. And it's showing. Um, I, I, I couldn't be more pleased. I just couldn't be more pleased. Because he excels in both offense and defense. He, he, a two-way player is a guy that excels in both areas of offense and defense. He's that guy. You want to play off sand defense, he'll play. You want to play off sand offense, he'll play it. Like, guys, I, I, I'm just saying, that is something you always want to see out of a player. He's doing it. Many people like myself were down when he was with the, when he was uh with the Timberwolves and I had the, uh, the rise and fall of Andrew Wiggins, but now it's like the rise to fall of the rise. I I cannot believe that. Sure we can say the we can, sure we can say the best two way player in the NBA when he was healthy was Kawhi Leonard. But now we have to rank Andrew Wiggins somewhere in that in that list, and I believe he is all star worthy. I believe he's a two way player that's a, that's all star caliber. Like that's how much he's worth. I guess how much he's worth. I would take him as an all star, one hundred percent. When you see him adapting his playmaking abilities, his shot capabilities, the high percent shots he's taking instead of the garbage shots, the garbage time shots he was taking from mid range. And just always being in an isolated form. Dude. You do not want to miss that. You don't want to miss that opportunity. And to me, he's not. Like, you could say, well, we have our most definite players. Hey, true, true. I will give you that. I will give you that. But I'm also looking at this. He's an all-star. He's all-star worthy. We can, we can try to say, oh, Clay Thompson's all-star worthy. He's not. He hasn't been relevant in two years due to injuries. But Andrew Wiggins, he's a two-way player that's worthy. He's all-star caliber. He's all-star worthy. He just is. Like, he gives off gratifying moments of, like, wow, he can do this. Like, we should be blessed to have him on a team that when Curry's not feeling it, he can do it. When Draymond's not feeling defensively, he can do it. When... When you see Poole not there, he can do it. He's stepping in for players, and he's making those big-time shots. He's making the opportunities count. He's making the baskets count. And he's shooting at a very good percent beyond the arc, in, in the paint, perimeter, whatever you need him to do. He's not just taking cruddy, beyond uh, stupid, long twos. He's not doing that. He now has a good skill set. He has a good shot. He doesn't just go for uh, the same old, same old shots. He's becoming innovative. He's adapting to the new way of the league. And he's doing under the coaching of his teammates and his coaches. That is huge. We've seen a huge transformation. A significant transformation. It's been a delight. It's been tremendous to see that. That's just the bold truth. And that's not a lie. I'm not going to lie. I was shocked when I saw the transformation each and every season when he got to Golden State and how much trust and confidence they put into the hands 
of this franchise leader, one of these franchise leaders, Andrew Wiggins. Like, Wiggins, to me, deserves to be an all-star. I'm going to cast my vote for him because he deserves to be that guy. And he is that guy. And more people should recognize it. Like Devin Booker, I've seen the national media starting to wake up to him. Seeing his greatness and all. Guys, don't count him out. He is a two-way player, a significant two-way player for that Golden State team. And he's also uh, an all-star caliber player. This season, he's on the high. Like, his, like he's ready. He, he can explode any moment. So, guys, do not take advantage of what he's done, especially if you are a Warriors fan. Please, oh, please, oh, please get him into the All-Star. He is worthy of it. He is worthy because what he is doing is just 100% amazing. So, is Andrew Wiggins All-Star worthy? The simple answer is yes, 100% yes, all the way to above to the moon and back, yes, 100% of the time, 10 out of 10 of times. And I can tell you this, he's a lot smarter than Quinn Snyder. Guys, it's wrapping up the podcast. We're coming to our parting words. Yes, I get it, guys. We're coming to the end of my view, of my beautiful voice. Don't worry, you can listen to the podcast over again when we're done. Um, but it comes time when it's like, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like every playoff game. Especially when, you're, when your team's win, you're like, I don't want this moment to end. It's like when your team's winning in the block. I don't want this moment to end. I don't want this game to end. Hey. For you guys, for on Google Podcast, iTunes, uh, TuneIn, um, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and even Spotify, unless they took us down, you can listen to me all the time. Not just on a fancy station, not just from social media, whether that's Twitter, Getter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Courtney, except for Instagram, which is Courtney NBA. But hey, now if you want to listen to my past ones, you can. Listen, you, no one can get enough of me. Like, I am, a, I'm like amazing. I'm like the insider. I am like the Michael Jordan to the sports world of journalism and podcasting. I may be the only one that believes that, but we're here. Everyone else can be LeBron. I'm Michael Jordan. I truly, truly believe that. Well, I we're getting to the end. As we're getting to the end of this beautiful podcast episode on this beautiful Monday morning. Even though it's not raining, it's still beautiful. And this is Arizona's version of rain. Sunny. Currently a high of 34. Going to begin at 39 soon. get to it. Game of the day, watch audition, new day, new opportunity, new year, new game to watch because I'm lazy enough to sit there for hours and watch sports. So what's a game that would be a great game to watch out for? And that would be Heat versus the Warriors. I'm taking the Warriors as I was just talking about Andrew Wiggins and his stardom, his rise, fall, rise back to glory. 
I'm not even kidding you. Maybe I'm taking that far. Sure. I like to emphasize things. I like to dramatize things. I like to make things dramatic. Dramatically bold. Dramatically confident. Like, I'm trying to put like a lot of confidence. I'm trying to put a lot, a lot of boldness into Andrew Wiggins. Like if you think about it, next game he's going to bomb. And everyone's like, why do we listen to you? That's why we listen to someone like Dan Patrick. Because he knows what he's talking about. True, I'll give you that. But I'm I'm majority right on everything I say. Like 9 out of 10 times. That's why I'm Michael Jordan. I never, I never miss a shot. I just, I never miss. I never miss on any of my takes. Except if they're for the Phoenix Suns. Because then I always miss. But I guess that's always just sports biased. Because your team, your team biased. But wow, I got off topic. See what happens to me. I get off topic because I just love hearing myself talk. About things I love hearing myself talk about. But yeah, the game, um, all joking aside, the game to watch for, the game of the day, watch out edition, is brought to you by the Heat versus Ward. It is going to be the Warriors taking this by, I like to say 20 points, but realistically, by 5, 7 to 10 points. I believe it's going to be a 120 to 112 victory over the Warriors. I think it's going to be a high scoring. I think it's Curry's going to come out full, a full fed. Same with Wiggins, same with all these guys. Uh, Heat, they're just going to have to power through, but I'm, I'm going to give that dub to the Warriors, the dub nation itself, as that was the podcast episode, guys, very, very quick podcast episode, I have no idea where the time goes, but we'll be back here Wednesday, off Tuesday, back Wednesday, I cannot wait, uh, I'll let you guys know how this game goes, and of course, how Tuesday Night game goes at 6 p.m. for the Suns. Do not miss that. That's on Bally Sports, whoever, or even on the NBA League Pass. Until then, guys, let's have the podcast outro take us out now.